0: Hi everyone and welcome to Twisted Talks. I'm Josh. I'm Tanya. And in this week's episode, Tanya is going to be taking the lead with a crime case.
1: going to burn the ears off you.
0: Exactly, that's exactly what we want. So, I'm... Um, I'm excited for my dog to stop causing a ruckus.
1: Yeah, you might hear the dog throughout this. Uh, it's too hot for them to be outside today, so they're just chilling with us here.
0: They have joined us. But anyway, moving on, I suppose now over to you, Tanya, to mm. get cracking on the case.
1: So today I'm covering the case of BTK, or Dennis Lynn Raider. Um. I suppose I can just kind of dive into it, really. Um, Where do you, you see
0: fit to start?
1: Are you very familiar with this case? I'm
0: not familiar at all. I did absolutely no research apart from Google the name once and <laughs> found an article with an interesting headline that I'll mention at some <laughs> point. Okay.
1: Uh, so our case starts on January 15th, 1974, when Dennis Lynn Raider broke into the Otero family's home in Wichita, Kansas. He told the family that he was a wanted criminal and that he wanted food, money, and a car. But un- unbeknownst to the family, a nightmare was about to unfold. Um, so Dennis Rader threatened them with a knife and a gun. And in the home was Joseph Sr. and his wife, Julia. As Why well would
0: you even... like wh- Who brings a knife when you have a gun?
1: He wanted to be prepared. Um, <laughs> As well as two of their children, Josephine, who was 11, and Joseph Jr., who was 9. Now, I do want to give... Um, A trigger warning, if you are upset by anything to do with children, child murder or anything like that, this episode might not be for you and that's okay, just so move on to the next one <laughs> and we will speak to you in a different one. Um, so Josie, as she was known, the 11 year old girl was kind of Raider's primary target. Okay. So he later said when he was apprehended, Hispanic people just turn me on. And that he was attracted to younger women.
0: That's not even a woman.
1: Bear in mind, she's 11. That is a girl. That's an 11-year-old child. That
0: is more than likely a pre- pu- pu- pre-pubescent. That's the one.
1: Yes. Um. So, as I said, Raider had a knife and a gun. He made the two children watch as he murdered their mother and father in their bedroom. He strangled their mother, Julia, before wrapping a plastic bag around their father's head and tying it with a cord to suffocate him.
0: Um. So that's terrifying mm-hmm. and obviously horrific as well for the children to see. Yeah. I think even that's nearly more so just as bad as the actual murders of them is making the children watch mm-hmm.
1: um, and he then wrapped two t-shirts and a plastic, bra- plastic bag around Joey Joseph Jr the nine year old boy's head pulled up a chair and watched as this little boy suffocated to death
0: just left him there and just watched. Mm -hmm.
1: And then Raider described Josie as his encore. So he took her to the basement, stripped her and asked her for a camera because he wanted to take pictures. Josie told him there was no camera in the house and then asked him what's going to happen to me.
0: So you've brought a gun and a knife and the gun is probably more than enough but Mm -hmm. you forget a camera.
1: Mm -hmm. So I think what I'm thinking is this is his first murder. Um, So he probably didn't think when he was creating his as he called it hit kit he was on a
0: murder giddy bang mm
1: -hmm, didn't think he'd want a camera and then got there and was like I'd love a camera Uh, so she asked him what's going to happen to me and then he replied you'll soon be in heaven with the others Raider had already prepared a noose strung over a sewer pipe he put a gag in Josie's mouth before hoisting her up and hanging her and then this is quite graphic as she died this sick fucker masturbated that's
0: disgusting
1: and he said it was a sexual release for him he then tidied the home took Joseph Senior's watch and radio as souvenirs and drove off in their car and left it parked up outside a grocery store
0: God forbid we don't take some personal belongings with Mm -hmm.
1: us now as awful as all this was what makes it much more awful for me is that the family had three older children who were at school that day so they came home to this they came home and found their parents brutally murdered in their bedroom the children had initially thought that their parents were playing a practical joke on them and then police um i read that the older the oldest um, son <laughs> was asking police to take josie and joey out of the house so that they didn't have to see and then the police had to inform them that josie and joey were, were also murdered yeah. raider sent a letter to a TV station, K.A.K.E, admitting responsibility, writing that he wanted to be known as BTK, an abbreviation for bind, torture, kill. In October of 1974, an editor at the Wichita Eagle newspaper got a phone call that led him to a letter hidden in an engineering book in the Wichita Public Library, which read, and I quote, I did it myself with no one's help. The code words for me will be bind them, torture them, kill them, BTK. So then
0: clearly planned a yes. lot of planning to some extent anyway, if he wants to do all this fucking mm-hmm. code names and shit
1: Yes, so he clearly had this idea in his head. Yeah for a while whether it
0: was his first time or not There was definitely some premeditation.
1: hmm So that was in January 1974 and then on April 4th 1974 um, Catherine Bright who was 21 arrived home to her house where Dennis Rader was waiting for her. um. Now, with the Otero family, he had expected that Julia would be home, and I think he kind of knew that the two, the two younger kids would be home, but he wasn't expecting the husband to be to home. To be there as well. So that but that surprise, didn't stop but it. But
0: he still did what he did.
1: And similar to that, he was surprised to see Catherine arrive home with her younger brother, Kevin, who was 19, um, but proceeded with his plan anyway. He, he seems to
0: just be interested as long as it's women and children.
1: Mm-hmm. So he jumped out, taking them by surprise, pointing a gun at them and once again claiming that he was a wanted criminal and needed food, car and money because he was heading to New York. He made them go to Catherine's bedroom where he forced Kevin to tie his sister's hands and feet before taking Kevin to another room where he tried to tie him up but Kevin fought back, getting very close to taking the gun from Raider but unfortunately Not not close enough and Raider was able to get a good grip on the gun in the end and shot Kevin in the head twice. After this, he returned to Catherine to finish his, finish his project, because that's what he called his murders. He called them his projects. Oh,
0: yeah. Yep. Take photos for the school slideshow.
1: Mm-hmm. As he called his murders. Catherine fought bravely for her life as he strangled her, to which Raider responded by stabbing her multiple times in the abdomen. He later said at trial that he was disappointed that he had to resort to stabbing her, because his method of killing was strangulation. While this was happening... Kevin, who had survived the gunshots to the head, was able to escape. That's awful. Yeah, two shots to the head and he survived. Was able to escape and run to his car in search of help. But unfortunately, after multiple emergency surgeries and blood transfusions, Catherine died. And Kevin was in critical condition, but he did survive.
0: Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Did they, Was there any information as if, is he okay? Or was there maybe brain damage? Or, um, I'm assuming nothing. he must have been somewhat okay if he managed to run out.
1: Yeah, nothing that I could find. Um. Now, Rader didn't kill again until March seventeenth of nineteen
0: seventy seven. So we're looking at
1: three years.
0: Three years, and yes. I suppose we don't know for sure that he didn't kill between those three
1: years. Exactly. We
0: just know that nothing's obviously. I'm assuming being identified as him in mm-hmm. that period.
1: Now he was very open about his murders, and so it you will make sense. see as this case goes on. He liked to taunt the police and taunt the newspapers with letters and talking about his crimes
0: it just seems so weird for someone who's clearly a psychopath and
1: Mm -hmm. sadist a sadist yeah Yeah.
0: didn't do anything for two years
1: yeah so Raider didn't kill again until March 17th 1977 he had originally planned to go after a woman named Cheryl that he met at a bar but lucky for Cheryl she wasn't home Instead, Rader spotted a young boy named Steve Relford. He spoke briefly to Steve, showed him a picture of his own wife and son, asking if Steve knew where they were, to which Steve replied no, and he went home. Later on, Rader knocked at the door and pretended to be a a detective, and I think it was Steve, the child, let him in. Into the home where there was two other children, Steve's siblings, and his mother, Shirley Vian Relford.
0: So straight into an ideal situation for him, for yes. Dennis.
1: Um. So Shirley Vian Relford was twenty-four. Raider switched off the TV, drew down the blinds, and then Shirley came out of one of the rooms and was immediately startled, startled by this strange man in her home. Raider locked the three kids in the bathroom and told Shirley he was going to have his way with her. He then, um, like. Informed her that he wasn't going to rape her, but that that's not what he meant, and calmed her down by giving her a glass of water and smoking a cigarette with her.
0: Are we serious here? Like, yeah, I'm going to do unspeakable things to you, and you're probably going to end up dead. But you know, I'm just let's have a fag, let's get mm-hmm. to know each other, let's smoke a fag first. You know,
1: let's bond. As the terrified children screamed in the bathroom, he tied Shirley up and strangled her to death with a cord. Similar to the Otero crime scene, he left semen behind at the scene, this time on Shirley's panties, which were left next to her body. Raider stated... He's that
0: clearly not pushed about DNA. Well,
1: mm. oh, this is the 70s.
0: Well, I suppose that's true as mm-hmm. well. They DNA, wouldn't have anything like they have now.
1: DNA uh, wasn't at all what it is now. So Raider stated that he had intended to kill the children too, but the phone rang. And kind of disturbed him. So he left them screaming in the bathroom. Poor Steve uh, witnessed his mother's murder through a crack in the bathroom door. That's awful. Yeah.
0: It's kind of... I suppose it's kind of one of those things where if you're one of the kids in the bathroom, it's like you don't want to look, but you can't help but look.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: You know, kind of a... Uh, especially you're trapped. Yeah. What else are you going to do? You can't. And children, regardless of what the situation is, are naturally curious.
1: Yeah. And like that must have been a horrific, horrific thing for him to see.
0: Yeah, that's traumatic, to say mm-hmm. the least.
1: So then, in December of 1977, Raider became obsessed with 25-year-old Nancy Fox. He, became, he began stalking her, and on December 8th, he cut her phone line and broke in through the back door of her home.
0: You know, it's a really good thing nowadays, actually, that we actually, you know, have mobile phones.
1: Mm-hmm, so that if the mobile phone is him. caught
0: he it's cut like, phone
1: lines a lot. I can
0: still call for help. Whereas yeah. back then, it was all it was mostly phone lines mostly used like then. I think like they, they, they had the first phones. mobile phones by them but they were just these big chunky things that most people didn't you have no that
1: was kind of the 90s that was the 90s yeah. I was,
0: okay
1: um, he began stalking her Blah blah. blah. Um, so Nancy lived alone so she was completely blindsided when Rader confronted her with a gun Raider told her that he had a sexual issue and the only way that he could get rid of it was if he tied her up and raped her
0: I think he should be tied from a ceiling and hung by his you know what
1: now as far as i can tell he kind of got off more on the murders themselves i don't think as far as i know that he actually raped any of his victims. Yeah, yeah yeah um he allowed nancy to partially undress herself in the bathroom before for- forcing her into the bedroom where he tied her up undressed her fully and then started to strangle her as he did this he confessed who he really was and told her about the murders that he had committed and again, he left semen at the scene on her nightgown, which was found next to her body. The next day, on his way to work, he called the police and said, quote, Yes, you will find a homicide. That's how it was written. Not homicide, a homicide. Um, At 843 South Pershing. Nancy so it Fox. was like,
0: a, I'm assuming he purposely spelled it that way.
1: No, he said this. So he said to them, you will find a homicide.
0: Oh, this was an audio call. Mm-hmm. like an actual, Okay, yeah. Jesus.
1: Um... Nancy Fox, that is correct, end quote, and then left the receiver dangling. So I'm assuming he made this from a payphone. Well, yeah. Um, the police tried many times to find a voice match to the recording of this call, but were unsuccessful. In early 1978, Raider sent a sarcastically written poem titled Shirley Locks, which was kind of a play on... Um, Jack's snoring. Which is kind of a play on um, a, ch- a children's nursery rhyme called Curly Locks. So he sent that to the Wichita Eagle newspaper and it read Shirley Locks. Shirley
0: Locks like our I version think, of Goldilocks?
1: I have no idea. It's like a nursery rhyme. Okay. Um, I just can't go up with his snoring. He's yeah, so I cute. don't know. i
0: wonder I'm trying to figure out if the microphone's picking it up. <laughs> He's such a loud sleeper, that yeah. dog is. He's old, so, so he gets a pass.
1: The poem read, Shirley Locks, Shirley Locks, Wilt thou be mine? Thou shalt not scream, Nor yet feed the line. But lay on cushion and think of me and death and how it's going to be. This was followed by a more serious letter where he took responsibility for his past seven murders. Because he's already at seven now because the Otero family was four people. Yeah. Um, and claimed to be driven by something he called Factor X. Which he said was a supernatural element that also motivated Jack the Ripper, the son of Sam and the Hillside Strangler. And soon another letter was found in which he mocked Nancy's murder with the phrase Oh Death to Nancy, mimicking an American folk song called Oh Death. So then in 1979, Raider became obsessed with Ann Williams, who was 63, and waited in her home intent on killing her.
0: He's extremely diverse Mm -hmm. with his age ranges.
1: However, he became absolutely livid. That's what he said himself. I was absolutely livid. Because he waited for hours and hours and hours, but she still had not returned home from visiting friends, and so he left. So Anne had a very lucky escape.
0: Yeah, had she returned home any sooner, bye-bye Anne.
1: Mm-hmm. So then his last murder was Nancy in 1977. And
0: how many are we on now? Is this eight or nine?
1: Seven, so Nancy so, was so, Oh, that seven. was number seven, sorry. Yeah. Um, so he didn't okay. kill again until 1985. Okay. So by 1985, Raider was 40 years old and ready to resume killing. On April 27th of that year, he had selected his next victim, Marine Hedge, who was 53 and had lived on the same block as Raider in Park City, Kansas for 30 years.
0: So we're not even going far this time. No. We're popping across a, the road. He's going for a neighbour. Yeah.
1: Um, Raider, who at this point in his life was active in his church and was a Boy Scout leader, left a Scout meeting early claiming that he had a headache. He bought a beer at a nearby bowling alley, swished it around his mouth, spat it out and purposefully spilled some on his clothes, giving the illusion to passers-by that he was drunk. He called a cab and asked the driver to take him to Park City, which is where he lived. When he got also to where this mm-hmm. woman lives as well. So when he got to Maureen's home, her car was in the driveway and so he assumed she was home. He cut her power line and went inside. She wasn't home, so he waited in her bedroom. Maureen arrived home with a man, so Raider waited in the bedroom closet until 1am so he could be sure the man had gone and that Maureen was asleep. Then he... That's commitment. Mm-hmm. Then he turned out, turned on the bathroom light, jumped on top of Maureen and began choking her. Once he had killed her, he dragged her body out to the boot of her car and drove her to his church, where, because he was a trusted member of the church, he had keys to the building.
0: Oh, of course. What? Mm-hmm. Of yeah. course.
1: Mm-hmm. He put plastic. He put black plastic over the church windows, and then that was so nobody could look inside. Yeah. Um. And I read that he had those materials ready and waiting, so he had planned this. He the
0: the church part of mm-hmm. the trip was was, was intentional. Planned, yeah.
1: So he then dragged Marine's body to the basement, where he took photos of her in various bondage positions.
0: That's disgusting. Mhm.
1: And then he then dumped her body in a ditch. And, and she was homes. dead
0: when these photos were being taken in yeah. these positions. I'm like, I'm not religious, but not only is that disrespectful to the victim, obviously. Like, sacrilege. Is that the word for it? Yeah, like, it's just so disrespectful to, like, I wouldn't even, like, I'm not religious, but I wouldn't even, yeah. like, you know, I wouldn't do anything out of the way in a church because I might not agree with it or be on board with it, but I don't disrespect
1: other people's, religions. Other people's th- um, and religions, and this is his, his own religion. Even. Like this is his own religion. He's an active member of this church. Yeah. Yet he feels comfortable enough taking photos of a woman that he has murdered in bondage positions inside the church.
0: What was that? Um, do you know that thing? Thou shalt not kill thy neighbor.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah. you know that one. Yeah. Was I think that, you forgot one of the commandments. I'm sure. I think so. Um, so he then dumped Marine's body in a ditch near their homes in Park City. Um, so once
0: again, not even disposing of the body no, far like away. He is confident. He's he's he going is to his neighbor. He is not he's going jumping to be his neighbor in the neighborhood,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and not only that, he's gone out of his way to go from the neighborhood to the church, mm-hmm. back to the neighborhood. All yep. this time with a dead body.
1: Yep.
0: that's, that's um, ballsy. Yep.
1: It's it is. Um. So the next victim. Um, Vicky Wigirl was the next victim I think I'm pronouncing that correctly It's uh, W-E-G-E-R-L-E
0: Your guess is as good as mine
1: uh, So Vicky Wigirl was the next victim To catch Rader's eye He would regularly walk by her house During the daytime to hear her play piano And at 10am on September 16th 1986 Rader posed as a telephone repairman To gain entry into Vicky's home
0: Ironic enough seems he's the one who always cuts the lines
1: Once she had let him in he cut the phone line oh, wow. and said to her that he was going to tie her up before forcing her into the bedroom at gunpoint. As he attempted to tie her up, Vicky fought back and left scratches and cuts on him. On the Vicky. Raider stopped her from fighting by choking her to death with a rope. After which, he took pictures of her body in different positions before stealing the car from her driveway. Vicky's husband, Bill, later said that he saw his own car going the opposite direction of their house after the murder, but he could not identify the driver. And upon arriving home, he found their two-year-old son alone and his wife in the bedroom. Vicky was rushed to the hospital. But oh, sadly... so there was a
0: two-year-old son in the house mm-hmm. as well while this was yeah. happening.
1: Um. So Vicky was rushed to the hospital, but sadly was pronounced dead after a few hours. Okay. While all this was happening, while she was being rushed to the hospital and, you know, all that... Rader disposed of the evidence, parked the girl's car a few blocks away and went home to change his clothes.
0: Just another day.
1: Mm So by 1999, Rader had realised that older women were more vulnerable based on his past murders. So he chose 62-year-old Dorothy Davis, who lived a mile and a half away from him. He had a very well thought out plan for this. He was due to go camping with his Boy Scout troop for the weekend. And on January 19th, 1991, he made an excuse to slip away from the camping trip. And he drove to his parents' house, changed out of his Scout uniform and then drove to Park City to complete his plan. He parked his car at the Baptist Church and made his way to Dorothy's home on foot. He broke in by throwing a cement block through a glass door at the back of the house He once again... getting a bit louder
0: about his entries.
1: He once again told Dorothy, who had come out of her bedroom to investigate the noise, that he was a wanted criminal looking for food, a car and money. He tied her up in her bedroom and strangled her, before placing her body into the boot of her own car, again, and driving to a lake near Park City, where he hid the body and the evidence under some trees. He then drove the car back to her house. So, like,
0: we're not even going to be smart enough to wrap it up, attach bricks to it, and put it in the lake. We're just going to leave it. We're going to go all the way to the lake and just leave it in a bush.
1: Just wait. He then drove the car back to her house, wiped it down for fingerprints, because now he's concerned about forensics.
0: Yeah, because having your cum all over the place...
1: Isn't an issue. And your fingerprints
0: all there with it, more than likely. Mm -hmm. Definitely is not an issue. Like, you've done it all along. If you're going to get caught from DNA, you're going to get caught. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So he wiped the car down for fingerprints and returned to the church, collecting his own car, before retrieving Dolores's body, and dumping her under a bridge in Sedgwick County.
0: So now we've gone back to this lake mm. to get the body from the trees or the bush. Yep. And go elsewhere to where did you say?
1: Um, a bridge in Sedgwick County. Go to under a bridge. It. Yep. Um, and
0: do you know was there is this a water running under the bridge um, or just
1: I think it was yeah but okay. she was kind of she wasn't in the water
0: on the bank kind on of the bank, thing yeah. so once again
1: yeah so then he changed back into his scout uniform and returned to camp with the boy scouts so he murdered this woman did all that and then went and hung out with the kids sat around the campfire telling scary stories
0: being a good member of the church mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm Uh, The next evening, he went back to the bridge to take pictures of Dolores' body. So we know he loves his pictures.
0: For God's sake.
1: Mm -hmm. So his first victims were in 1974. Dolores was his last victim in 1991. That is a lot of years. Yeah. Um, So then just a little bit of backstory on Dennis Rader. So Dennis Lynn Rader was born March 9th, 1945 and was one of four sons. Both of his parents worked long hours and barely paid attention to their children, which Raider says made him feel very resentful, especially to his mother, as he felt ignored by her. Which, you okay, know, that so... excuses everything. Everything.
0: Mammy
1: mm-hmm. didn't pay me enough attention, so I murder women and children. Like... So, from a young age, Raider displayed disturbing traits. He would fantasize about torturing trapped and helpless women and would torture, kill, and hang small animals. That's
0: disgusting. Mm-hmm.
1: He often spied on female na- neighbours while dressed in women's clothing and would masturbate with ropes or bindings around his arms and neck. Later, as he was cooling off between murders, he would take pictures of himself wearing women's clothes and a female mask while bound. He later admitted that this was him pretending to be his victims as part of a sick sexual fantasy. Now, I also, I also want to mention, Raider served in the US Air Force... From 1966 to 1970, he was a staff sergeant.
0: So up until not long before he started doing mm-hmm. all of this.
1: He was married with two kids. And by all accounts, he seemed like a very normal, polite and well-mannered Apparently, man. Apparently
0: so did they all. Every, all like, knew him. Yeah. So
1: he kept this side of him very well hidden. Yeah. Nobody had any inkling that he was doing this. Like his wife didn't know his wife when he eventually got caught. His wife was granted an emergency divorce. Which is where... Um, you. you don't have the waiting period, you're yes. just instantly divorced, which... Understandable. Understandable. I'd divorce him too. Uh, so from 1991 until 2004, BTK was quiet. But on the 30th anniversary of the Otero family murder, the Wichita Eagle newspaper, which is the newspaper that he was contacting and, all this time... Okay ran an article about what had happened and about him. And also an author named Robert Beatty released a book about the murders. Now this angered Raider because he felt like they were trying to tell his story.
0: But they weren't him.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly. So on March 14th, 2004, Raider sent a letter to the newspaper using an alias of Bill Thomas. So we're going as
0: recent as 2004 and he still hadn't been arrested at this Mm -hmm. point or anything like that.
1: So, the alias he used was Bill Thomas Kilman.
0: Kilman, original. Very creative. The initials are BTK. BTK,
1: yes. He included with the letter three photocopied pictures he had taken of Vicky Wigurl and her driver's license and signed it the same as he had all his previous letters. This letter was sent to the FBI and the investigation was reopened and hit the internet and newspapers because obviously the internet was a thing at this point. Yeah. Um, 2004, we had the. Of
0: yes, couldn't couldn't play noise. my Club Penguin while Mum was on the phone to my aunt in England yeah. because only the house phone or the internet could be used at the same time. Yep.
1: Nuisance. The yep. cheek of her. Um, another letter was sent on May fifth, two thousand and four, to K A K E T V, and this was a word puzzle. So on June 9th, he left a package taped to a sign in the middle of the city, which was a gruesome depiction description, sorry, of the Otero murders and included a sketch of a hanged dead body titled, The Sexual Thrill Is My Bill.
0: Yeah. Uh, on this ju- man's rhyme is his crime.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> on June 17th of the same year, another package was found at the Wichita Public Library labelled BTK. In the letter... Okay, Jack, I'll pet you. In the letter... Raider said time was running out for him and he wanted to wait for the right time for his next hit, indicating that he was planning to kill again. Yeah. So on October 22nd, another message from Rader was found by a UPS driver. This included... And is this 2004
0: still? Yes, this is I still. find it quite interesting as well because I know there's still been a lot of developments since 2004 in forensics and DNA and all that, but even mm-hmm. in 2004, they were still fairly good now compared to... Good then, even sorry, compared to what yeah. they would have been when he started off.
1: Exactly. So like, I like started in the seventies. Do you know?
0: I just don't understand how. Like, I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's um, it's crazy when you think about it. Yeah. like, When you put it into perspective. Because like that's
0: while yeah when you think about now being twenty twenty two two thousand and four yeah it is a long time ago it's okay. what eighteen years. But is it? Yeah. Oh god! Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it is. But um, but yeah, no, it just. Like you, you see that as being such a modern time compared to the nineteen nineties and eighties and seventies, where this kind of thing, even though they still go on even now to this day, mm-hmm. but people just—I'm not trying to um, poke the bear—that's um, Dennis. Mm-hmm. But I would have thought that people as um, stupid
1: as him, as him. Oh, he's about to get have stupider. been caught
0: mm-hmm. much Just sooner, went. especially in entering the 2000s. Mm-hmm.
1: So, let's continue. So, um, this package that was found on October 22nd by the UPS driver included a collage of children with bindings across their faces and bodies and an autobiography that listed false details about BTK, such as the year he was born and where he had lived. So, he was trying to mislead the police essentially essentially by giving them fake information making up a character essentially of you know bill thomas kilman um raider was made the president of his church council in christ lutheran church
0: what an actor he must be Mm -hmm. or or is he genuinely that religious
1: clearly not you know what i
0: mean I'm like, you don't practice it properly you if you don't are. practice
1: what you preach.
0: Delusion.
1: So then eight days after this a special case cereal box with BTK and bomb written on it was found in a pickup truck. Inside was information on Raider's projects or his murders with even more misleading information and additionally, there was a question. In the box? Mm-hmm. He was asking a question to the police.
0: Why would why do you think they'd give you an answer? And if they were to give you an answer, why do you think they'd give you an honest answer? You
1: want to know what the question was?
0: Oh, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. This question: Raider asked the police if he made and sent them a floppy disk, would they be able to trace it? Police obviously said no.
0: But they could, I mm-hmm. would assume.
1: They said no. Of course, we can't trace it. Send it on.
0: See, this is I'm really glad that I only just mentioned stupidity because. Mm-hmm. That was almost a premonition of how stupid it was about to get.
1: So police obviously said no. And on January 25th, 2005. So we're into 2005 now. We already. Raider sent directions to another serial box to KAKETV again. Um, so this whole time he's kind of communicating with the police, the Wichita Eagle and KAKETV. They seem to be his kind of go-to's. Yeah um inside this cereal box was a was a doll with a rope around its neck tied to a pipe which was a simulation of 11-year-old Josie Otero's murder because he had hung her over the sewer pipe in the basement yeah the 10th clue so
0: he's really remembering the details of every cuz like, that was yeah. one of the first ones wasn't it
1: was the first yeah that so he like committed.
0: we're already at when did you say start 1974 mhm
1: so this was so the this is already 1974.
0: at this point this is nearly like, he's referring to something that was almost 21 years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: If it's 2005, like um, that's crazy.
1: So, the 10th clue that Raider sent was a postcard on February 3rd, 2005, stating that he was going to send a floppy disk, which he did thirteen days later.
0: Because you know, because the police told me they can't track it. Exactly. And the police would never lie to a serial killer. So obviously I can I can trust them. Like
1: in his mind he had a rapport with the police and the police weren't going to lie to him because I think in his mind he thought they he thought they were buddies, he thought they admired him. Oh
0: do you know what it reminds me of? Hmm? Do you know those people who get shitty with like um like public servants Mm -hmm. or like um Anyway, I who's pay on the government yeah oh taxes. I pay your wages so you need to do it. so off. it's he's almost like I give you cases I give you we're bodies
1: we're friends I'm doing this and you're so you tell me. me the truth in mm-hmm. exchange
0: fuck off man
1: so police immediately analyzed the floppy disk and were able to trace it back to the Christ Lutheran Church and could see that it was made under the name Dennis after looking up the How church,
0: stupid he's an
1: idiot. After looking up the church, they found the name of the president Dennis, Dennis
0: Raider. Bing bong.
1: They drove past his home in an undercover car and recognised his black Jeep Cherokee from past security footage. They asked his daughter for a DNA sample, saying it was for a medical record, but really they wanted to test it against the semen found at the crime scenes. And finally, after 30 years, he was caught. And on February 25th, 2005... I knew that sperm was going to come back to haunt him. Mm-hmm. I said it. Um, on February 25th, 2005, the Wichita Police Department surrounded Raider's car as he ate his lunch at work and arrested him. 30 years.
0: I mean, he got away with that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, is...
1: he was committing murders between 1974 and 1991, and he would have committed another murder in 2005. Yeah, he, he was leading up to he it. He was like... getting ready.
0: I just find... Almost what you could, I suppose, call self-control. A lot of
1: self-control. As in control. a lot of self-control because in terms of
0: some of the large gaps between... Because, because
1: during his cooling off period, he was reliving it all through his six sexual fantasies. And then mm. when that wasn't enough for him anymore... It was time to go again. It was time to go but again. Like that
0: uh, there is obviously a lot of control there, though. Because it is, a lot of them are quite significant gaps. Mm-hmm. Whereas you see with a lot of... Serial killers and stuff like that. That like once they have their first one, mm-hmm. there's a the cooling off periods after each victim. After that, normally tend to get shorter yeah, and shorter because
1: it's not doing as much for them.
0: Yeah, so like you know that it might be to kill someone six months later, kill another person mm-hmm. four months after them, next person. You know it normally seems to get shorter and shorter until it's quite frequent and they're caught. Yeah. But this guy didn't was quite erratic mm-hmm. in his time frames. Yep,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, after he was caught and arrested, Raider gave a 30-hour confession.
0: That's Well, I suppose it is a long time frame to cover.
1: Yeah. Where it seemed to police that he was proud of his actions. He spoke highly of his crimes, and he liked the publicity it had given him. He didn't realise, until his mugshot was taken, that police were not on his side. He fully thought the police... We're going to like help him oh, get away Oh, you know, we're just
0: finding something. out so that we can help you get away with it. We just want to do a documentary, yeah. Like, and off you go then. Next, um, m- next year, you're doing the next one soon. Oh, uh, yeah, hit us up then so we can get a yeah. story first.
1: He's a thick
0: this He's is thick like list. for someone who so, I suppose, in a way managed to not get caught for yeah, so long, like
1: he was meditated and calculated in his and, crimes, yeah. But ultimately, it was his need for publicity and his need for attention. That it's like this caught. weird
0: narcissism. Yeah. But it's not like just he got narcissism. Himself caught. Like, he was a
1: fucking idiot. He got himself caught with that stupid floppy disk. I
0: don't think he has enough, like, in, in a way, for as himself. narcissistic as it seems. <laughs> I don't think he has enough self-preservation to be considered a narcissist. No. no. It's like more sociopathic or yeah. something.
1: Um, or psychopathic. So police searched his home and found his mother load, which contained the original BTK letters... Victims' driver's licenses, photos he had taken... Motherload,
0: is this just meaning stash kind yeah. of a thing?
1: Okay. Uh, photos he had taken of his victims, cutouts from newspaper articles and artwork. So, like, drawings and things that he had made about the crimes and okay.
0: things like that. his um, fan art.
1: Yeah. Um, on July 27th, 2005, the court case began. Rader confessed to all ten murders in detail and showed no remorse. No remorse, no guilt didn't feel bad about it whatsoever okay family members of the victims gave impact statements telling Rader of the hatred that they have for him and how devastated they are that they will never be able to see their loved ones again and I'm assuming still not one shit given after this Raider was allowed to speak he was supposed to issue an apology but basically spent 20 to 30 minutes just rambling talking about himself okay like, I'm sure the judge later likened it to an academy award acceptance speech
0: that's disgraceful. Yeah. Like, he would have been better off just not saying anything. Yeah. For his sake as well. Yeah.
1: So, on August 19th, 2005, Judge Waller sentenced Raider to life in El Dorado Correctional Facility with no eligibility for parole until 2180.
0: So, RIP. In Guinness. total,
1: he was sentenced to 10 consecutive life sentences with a minimum of 175 years.
0: And I'm sure... 10 life sentences I'm sure that's like 20 years sorry 100 <laughs> 200 years yes yeah, the math mistakes. wasn't mathing so there for a second he basically
1: got sentenced to a life sentence for each life that he took yeah so it was actual justice um so he's still in prison to this day but
0: I, I don't understand with the prison system why a life sentence doesn't actually mean life mm. it's just a lot of time
1: yeah a lot of time 175 years um minimum so I'm pretty sure he's still alive he's in his 70s he's still in prison to this day Mm. Mm-hmm. um But, like, that's all the information that I have on the case now. Um, It's just,
0: like, that's, you know, it's the fact that he doesn't have any remorse and, as you say, like, Mm. sounds almost proud of what he's done and delighted, almost happy to be telling his story. That's so, so psychopathic.
1: What gets me is that first murder that he committed, that was a family annihilation. Like, that was for people
0: you wiped out a whole family exactly
1: and I suppose it probably was easy enough to control the parents because the kids were in the house but like he just went for it he didn't start he didn't ease himself into it he just went for it with a full family murder yeah and then, it was all or nothing like like it didn't stop him in the slightest if he was surprised by someone else coming into the house yeah because like with well, the you'd exception said she, of yeah. Maureen Hedge when that man came home with her and he waited it out yeah but then with Anne Williams Anna Williams he got sick of waiting and he left
0: so it's like you'd wonder as well what made did some, was there something that made her like special to him in a mm. sense that she was worth waiting for and the other person wasn't yeah it's just a bit all... He's a bit all over the place, really. Mm.
1: So, in total, he murdered... Joseph, Julia, Joseph Jr. and Josephine Otero. Catherine Doreen Bright. Shirley Ruth Byron Relford. Nancy Jo Fox. Maureen Wallace Hedge. Vicky Lynn McGirl, And Dolores Earlene Johnson Davis.
0: It's like... Um, and there's a lot I find interesting compared to a lot of serial killers. His M.O., the ages are all over the place. He
1: had no the, specific victim you know, type.
0: Okay, fair enough. Females seem to be fairly specific. Mm-hmm. But he had no issue with if a male happened to be in the mm-hmm. way, like in the in the family.
1: Mm-hmm. He would. By, yeah. He would do it. And the fact that he fully intended to kill Shirley Vian's kids as well. Yeah. Like, if not for that phone ringing, those three children would also be dead.
0: Yeah. Like, they were quite literally saved by the bell. hmm But, um... Oh, and... Actually, what I find interesting, especially after all of the kind of him not showing any remorse, completely happy, thinking the police are his pals and he's confessing for 30 hours, making sure he's supposed to give him a detailed account how oh, great he, he is. he
1: into detail. Like, he was proud of this.
0: Like, happy as a pig in shit, as yeah. they say. But, like, Easy. one of the articles I found, because I literally just Googled his name. I literally mm-hmm. just typed in BTK into Google and just clicked the first thing that came up out of curiosity. You know, just see, was he still in jail, that kind of thing. So I didn't really know anything. But I, this headline got me, and it's an uh, article on the Daily Mail. Um, and its headline is, BTK serial killer Dennis... Is it raider or raider? Raider Dennis Raider who murdered 10 people in 20-year killing spree, describes himself... Quote, as a good person who did some bad things unquote, to a forensic psychologist who exchanged letters with him in quote, quote, quote new docuseries reveals how are you a good person who did some bad things Is it, does Fuck he off, think he's Dennis. a good person you're because he was president person. at church See, he's the same president church. at
1: church, he's a father of two he was in the, the air force like I am a good person at my, at my core no you're not, you're a piece of shit you murdered kids, you murdered women you murdered a family yeah and you thought you were going to get away with it you thought you were so fantastic that the police weren't going to catch you and in the end he was his own downfall with that fucking floppy disk yeah because he didn't think that the police would light him
0: like why would you
1: he thought that what he had done was more important than justice yeah for he thought families. he was above the law yeah
0: um which is a bit ridiculous. And you said, who was it? He served it? Was it the Navy or the, the Army? The U.S. Or Air Force. The U.S. Air, Air Force. Between 1966 and 1970. The, the U.S. Force. Air Force. And like as well, to find it quite, it's quite funny because if you're serving for the Air Force or the Army or anything like that, you're essentially serving the country and the people within the country. Mm-hmm. But then you're off killing the people that you were serving. Yeah to yeah. protect
1: exactly you
0: you were serving to protect your country and people and some of these people you're just like mm, yeah, yeah no mm, i fancy I a bit you. of start yeah a mm-hmm. bit of murder yeah. you know
1: he's just a piece of shit if like, I'm bored, I'm bored I meditate
0: read watch some netflix you know i don't
1: annoy my boyfriend
0: you know these kind of normal people things yeah. or relatively normal people things yeah. anyway
1: cuz we're, we're we're normal
0: to an extent <laughs> um well, but, like,
1: we're not fucking murderers.
0: Exactly. But then again, that's setting the bar fairly low.
1: I don't get bo- bored and think, you know what? I'm going to go down the road there and kill one of the neighbours. I think that'd yeah. be fun. Do you know, alleviate the boredom.
0: Ooh, spice my day up.
1: Yeah, like... If
0: I want to spice my day up, I'll make spicy tofu or something.
1: You're a piece of shit, Dennis.
0: Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just... Apart from the fact that he's clearly a psycho- psych- psychopathic piece of shit, I don't really have any much more to say. Case closed. Stay in jail. Rotten hell. Exactly. thoughts and prayers to all the loved ones.
1: Mm. That's the thing. Like, he killed 10 people. And those three older kids of the Otero family um, had to be taken in by... I'm sure one of their fathers... Because their father was in the military as well. Okay. Um, got taken in by one of his military buddies and he became their guardian. So they lost out on having their parents at their graduation everything at their prom their siblings as well the birth of their kids their weddings all that Kevin Bright had to watch his sister die Steve Relford had to watch his mother be murdered like there's a whole
0: trail of it's trauma it's not just left the behind. murder
1: victims it's the people that are left behind to there's deal so with the much. fallout of these crimes it's just fuck you Dennis yeah. fuck you
0: sometimes like
1: Hope your dick falls off. Exactly. So that is the horrible case of BTK and all the people that he murdered.
0: And yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely an interesting one and I must say I'm glad I didn't do any research actually because it's much more interesting to just listen and respond. And
1: hear it all for the first time.
0: So I guess thanks for listening guys.
1: Thank you. Um.
0: Once again, it has been a pleasure, and we will speak to you soon. Yes, you will hear us again. We will hear you again. No, we won't hear you unless you send us voice notes. You can actually go onto our anchor um, page and submit voice notes if you want to leave us a message.
1: Talk to us; we're lonely. You know,
0: (laughs) or even if you want to suggest a case or anything. Um. Also, feel free to head over to our Twitter and our Instagram. Both of them are
1: Twisted Twisted Talks Talks
0: Pod. And if you have any um, thoughts,
1: opinions, case kind of suggestions, thing, we would love us, to hear them. Let
0: us know. Like we said, there's the voice message way, or there's the Instagram or the Twitter. And you can also find our email on the anchor Instagram program. page.
1: Or oh, the Instagram page. It might What's be that? on the
0: anchor page as well, but it's on the Instagram page definitely anyway. um, But yeah, with that, ciao for now.
1: Bye. Hasta luego. It's
0: Bye. Long.